Welcome to Riverpoint Church Online. What's going on to everybody uh, that normally is here at West End? What's up to everybody at Mo City? I am so glad to be able to come to you. I do miss gathering together, but how awesome is technology that we get to uh, get to come to you wherever you are. You get to wear PJs to church, and uh, hopefully you've had your breakfast. Maybe you're eating your breakfast right now on this Palm Sunday. Uh, I'm so glad to be able to uh, talk to you today about a message I'm calling Pardon the Interruption. Uh, Palm Sunday in Christian tradition has been uh, a day where we look at a text found in in Matthew chapter 21, where uh, Jesus is coming into town. He has told his disciples to go uh, get a donkey that no man has ever ridden, and he's coming into town. And I want to pick up in Matthew chapter 21, uh, starting in verse 8. It says, most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. I mean, they were literally taking off their garments, taking branches off of trees and putting them in the street to be able to honor a king. They were laying something down. You know, I got to thinking this week as I was preparing this message, you know, what would it look like if we were to lay down what is sometimes the most important things in our life for God to do what he wants to do in our lives? I mean, just think about it. There is so many things going on, so many news clips, so much going on on social media, and we're constantly being inundated with information. Can you imagine what our lives could look like if we just interrupted all of that noise just for a moment to take a time where we're preparing for Easter and and saying, you know what? This is a Sunday where we're going to interrupt the noise and say, God, what is it that you want to do in our house? I don't know about you, but uh, I actually didn't even know what a pandemic was until a month ago. I mean, I I was like, what a pandemic. So that's the next level. And you know, whenever you don't know what something is, it's hard to respond to it appropriately. So you respond to a pandemic, however, somebody else responded to a pandemic. So if Patrick and Lisa run to Target and buy as much stuff as they possibly can, then I must need to go to Target and buy as much stuff as I possibly can. There was a six-day stretch at the beginning of this pandemic where I went to Target every single day. It was beyond toilet paper. It was beyond hand sanitizer. At one point, it just became habit. I started buying stuff I did not need. Okay, I bought bug spray. Okay, why do I need bug spray for? Y'all know I don't go outside. I don't do that wilderness stuff. Listen, I I almost bought sunblock. Okay, sunblock. Do I look like I'm going outside to get a tan during a pandemic? I just, I was just panicking. And my wife, she's got the Target app. Okay, so she can follow all of my purchases. Day five, I'll never forget it. I bought jeans, ladies and gentlemen, jeans. My wife called me. She said, what are you doing? You bought jeans today? The the world, okay, is trying to figure out a quarantine. And you thought to yourself, maybe I should get some jeans. You know what? I returned the jeans, okay? I panicked. It just was what it was. But you know what? The more and more I would come home with more food and more supplies, I started to see that how I was responding to a pandemic was the same way that my family would respond to a pandemic. And I began to think, what 
how do I want my family to respond to a pandemic? I mean, what do I really want my house to be known as? It's as if the world has stopped for a moment. And I think that you and I have a grand opportunity to make some decisions about what it is that we want our homes to be known by, what we want our lives to be known by. I was hanging out with a client of mine the other day, and we were talking about some of the things that build great companies. You know what I realized? Some of the things that build great companies are the same things that build great homes. And one of those things is this, strong values, strong values. Some of the greatest companies in the world are the ones that have values and key characteristics that serve as a North Star for them and how they serve their customers and how they treat their employees. I believe it is the same thing in our homes. Have you ever even thought about what the values and key characteristics are for your home? Does your home, does your life have a key set of characteristics and values that you've written down to say, you know what? We're going to put some stakes in the ground. This is exactly who we're going to be. This is the type of person that I'm going to be. Are there some verses in your life that you would say, hey, this is what I'm going to hang my hat on. This is what we are going to hang our hat on. Now here is the good news this Palm Sunday. Did you know that we actually get to choose the direction of our life? Did you know we actually get to choose the direction of our home? Some people say, I just am who I am. What you get is what you got. Sorry. Some of us, we grew up in homes that were alcoholic homes and it just was what it was. Some of us grew up in homes where it was a lot of abuse going on and it just was what it was. Did you know that today you can make a decision about your life, that you can make a decision about your home? I can only imagine what will happen if we were to just lay down what has got our attention so much right now and we just took a pause, took a break interrupted some of the noise and said, Lord, what is it that you want to do in our house? Here's what I want to do today. I want to look at four very simple verses. And these are just options for you that could potentially be key verses that could potentially draw out some of the values that I think would make a really great home. Here's what I know. Here's what I know about your house. Here's what I know about your life. If you pick just one of these verses to live by, I promise you it will drastically change every relationship you have and every environment you live in. You just pick one. I'm gonna go through four and you pick one. I promise you it will change your life. You might be watching this. You might be new to Riverpoint, West End, Most City. You might, you might not even be a Christian. I promise you, if you were to live out what I talk about today, it changes everything. The first verse that I want to look at is found in Colossians chapter three, verse 13, it says, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Can you imagine if this was one of the hallmarks in your life, one of the hallmarks in your home where you just said, you know what? I'm gonna be a person. We're gonna be a people that let's go of the small stuff. Oh, we're going to be people that, you know, we're not going to get bent out of shape over that petty email. Oh, that little petty comment. Listen, we've all been quarantined in with people that maybe we love, maybe that just get on our nerves. Okay, some of us wish social distancing applied to the people in our house. Nevertheless, 
I think this is an appropriate scripture. Bear with one another. Give each other some grace. I think one of the things that we all need during a pandemic is a ton of amazing grace for each other. To be able to say, you know what? I'm going to let you off the hook. And my hope and prayer is that you're also letting me off the hook. Can you imagine if you took this time and really began to think about the person in your life that you need to forgive? It might be the person you've been stuck in a house with for a very, very long time. Maybe God is giving you an opportunity to say, you know what, what if, what if forgiveness, what if, what if letting go of things became a theme, became a value, became a key characteristic in our home? Uh, here's what I believe about forgiveness. Uh, forgiveness isn't saying that what the other person did wrong is now right. This isn't about right and wrong. Forgiveness is about not holding that person relationally hostage for the rest of your days. Can you imagine if you really just said, you know what, I'm not going to hold you hostage anymore for that thing you did uh, I don't know, five years ago. Now, life is short and I'm realizing, you know what? The person that I want to be in the future and the type of home that I want to have in the future isn't going to be one of bitterness. In fact, I believe <laughs> that actually forgiving the person that hurt you the most is actually setting you free. Can you imagine what would happen if you took this time where maybe you have a whole lot of it on your hands that you actually sat down and said, Lord, is there a person that I need to forgive? Uh, a second verse that I want to look at, it's found in Romans chapter 12, verse 18. It says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Live at peace with everyone. You know what my favorite part of that verse is? As far as it depends on you. This is all about ownership because we all believe that all of our relationships would be better if the other person changed. I mean, we all think, man, my relationship with my kids would be better if they would just. Uh, My relationship with my parents would be better if they would just. Uh, My my relationship with my boss would be better if they would just. My, My friends, my friendships, my relationships, they would be better if my friends would just reach out to me more and check in on me. And if they would just, if they would just, if they would just. But can I tell you, the best relationships, the the relationships that thrive the most are the ones where they each side take ownership. They take ownership and they say, you know what? I'm doing my part. The question we have to ask ourselves in every relationship that we have is, are we doing our part? Are we doing our part? Because here's the deal. (laughs) You and I are professional judges and critics of everybody else's part. Aren't we? Oh, we know, we know really well how well somebody else is doing with their part, but are we doing our part? Can you imagine if you had a home, can you imagine if you had a life where the thing you hung your hat on, the thing that you said, man, this is going to be a key characteristic of my life. This is going to be a key characteristic of our home. And you know what it is? We're all going to do our part. We're going to do our best to live at peace with everyone. <laughs> the third verse I want to look at, it's found in Matthew chapter six, verse 33. It says this, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I love that verse. You, you know what I've learned about people that really put God first? They stress out less. I mean, why? Because they've, they've put their hands, they've put their life in the hands 
of a God that's in control of their life completely. They're, they're not relying on their own skills. They're not relying on their own intellect. They're not relying on their own knowledge. They're going, you know what, Lord, we're going to put you first. Let me ask you this question. Is God first in your life? Is God first in your home? And, and I'm talking about first, not, well, do you go to church? Did you go to church online or, or I just serve? No, I'm, I'm talking about, is he first? Not is he fifth, fourth, third, is he first? Is he first relationally? Is he first financially? Is he first spiritually? Is he the thing that you lean on? I don't know about you, but I've just decided that in my home and in my life, we're not gonna do that worry thing. We, we, we've, just, we've just put a stake in the ground. We've just said, hey, we're, we're, we're not gonna do that worrying about tomorrow thing because here's the deal. Yesterday was a tomorrow you worried about two days ago. Think about that for a second, okay? Yesterday was a tomorrow you worried about two days ago. You went, oh man, whoo, what could happen tomorrow on Saturday? What could happen? What could happen? What could happen? What could happen? And then it came and now here we are on Sunday and we're still here. You know what? what me and my wife, the discussion we've had to have, we've had to say, hey, here's the deal. We are not going to spend our days worrying about anyone in this house getting sick when we could be spending time enjoying each other right now. I'm not gonna spend time worrying about my kids getting sick. I'm not gonna spend time worrying about what's gonna happen with the economy. I'm not gonna spend my time where we've just made a decision. We said, you know what? We're going to enjoy the family we have. Now, I'm not going to worry about dinner and forget to enjoy lunch. Oh, we've got a day right in front of us. And just in case you didn't know it, this is the day that God made. And guess what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna enjoy it because I get a choice to do it. Can you imagine if this was how you went to work? Can you imagine if this was how you lived your life? Can you imagine if this was the mantra, if this was the verse that sat somewhere printed in your home? Where you say, you know what? We put God first. So what, come, what comes, it, it, it comes. But God's got our life and he's in control. We've put him first. And you know, we are going to be people that simply refuse to worry. The fourth, final verse is Romans chapter 12, verse 10. It says, love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. You know what I think should be the culture of your life? You know what I think the culture of your home should be? One big serving competition. That's right. You are trying to outdo every single person in your life in serving them and showing honor. Can you imagine what your home would be like if this was the case? Can you imagine what your life would look like if you just said, you know what? I'm just going to outserve everybody. Let me tell you what it looks like. The fights that you have with your spouse are going to look a lot different. Because why? Here's what's going to happen. You're going to be arguing about who gets to do the dishes. Yeah, that's right. No, 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 no. I, no, I'm doing the dishes now. I don't care what you say, okay? You're going to be arguing about who gets to play homeschool teacher, okay? It's like, no, no, no. I'm doing the math that your kid's going to be confused. and be like, why are y'all fighting over who gets to do the harder thing? Why? Because we've decided that in our house, you know, we, we're, we're going to outdo each other in showing honor. No, no, no. It's, it's my turn to serve. Can you imagine if you did this at work? 
Oh, you were the one that always took the projects that nobody else wanted. No, 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 no. I, I, I'll do it. No, no, no. Let, let me. Let me. Let me serve. Let me. Let me tell you something. We all want somebody in our life that puts our needs above theirs, right? I mean, don't you love it when somebody, somebody like you're both going through something and they say, you know, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to put aside what's going on with me to serve you. We all love that person, right? Here's what I encourage you to do. Be that person. Be that person. Yeah, be that person that says, you know what? The reality is, is we are all affected by a pandemic. No one is exempt from that. But guess what? I'm not going to play the who's more affected it comparison game. No, I'm just going to decide that when given the opportunity, I'm going to make sure that I try and put others' needs above my own. Whenever we are afraid, self-preservation goes through the roof. Whenever we're afraid, selfishness arises. We instantly start to think, what about me? How, How can I? What about my home? What about our meals? And you know, the other day I was, as I was stocking up at Target every day of the week, I was on the phone with a friend. He's like, where you at? I said, Target. We were on the phone the next day. He said, where you at? I said, Target. He said, where you at? The next day I said, I'm at Target. And about the fourth day he said, man, isn't it awesome that you can be stocking up? I was like, what do you mean? Like everyone's stocking up. He said, not everyone. Not everyone can stock up. The fact that you're even there is a privilege. You know, every now and then we have to take our eyes off ourselves and look around and go, man, is there somebody else that I could serve? Is there somebody else's needs that I could put above my own? I, I think right now where we are as a culture on this Palm Sunday, I think we've got a massive opportunity. I, and I, I think we have to ask ourselves this question. Are there any opportunities that we're squandering right here, right now? I, I mean, just uh, the, the number one thing that I hear right now is, man, how are we going to fill the time? Man, what, what, what are we going to do? As if we just, can we hurry up and get this thing over with? Can I encourage you with something? Right now, you've got an opportunity to, as a person, as a family, to put some stakes in the ground, to write down some values, to say, hey, this is what we're going to hang our hat on. Hey, can I encourage you with something? Don't Netflix your way through a pandemic. Don't HBO go your way through a pandemic. Don't Disney plus your way through a pandemic. Don't Hulu, don't Facebook, don't TikTok your way through a pandemic. Because let me tell you something. I believe we will never see a season like this in our lifetime. And when this is over, we have to ask ourselves, what do we want our story to be? I mean, just think about it. When we look back, I mean, just, just, just think about March just for a second. What did you spend March doing? Did you spend March worrying? And is that the same story that you want to be for April? Man, can you imagine? If you took the time, hey, have some fun, play some games, watch your shows, but May it not be a mode that we get into where we say, let's just figure out how we can fast forward through this. Can you imagine if God showed up at your home? Can you imagine if you invited him in and said, you know what, we're actually going to embrace this moment. 
we are going to interrupt the noise and say, God, what do you want to do in our home? Here's what I want to encourage you to do uh, as, as, uh, as, we, as we close out this, this Palm Sunday service. I want to encourage you to do two things. I want you as a person, you as a family, to write down your values. Yep, I want you to write down your values. Hey, here are the things that are important to me. Or at least here are the things that I want to be important to me. The second thing that I want you to do is I want you to pick two key verses. They don't have to be any of the verses that I I use today. Although if you do any one of those, you're going to be in good shape. But I I want you, you to pick two key verses that you say, you know what? This is going to be something core to my life that I live by. This is going to be something core to our family that we live by. And I can only imagine what's going to happen to our relationships. I can only imagine what's going to happen to our lives. I can only imagine what's going to happen to the environments we live in. When we've decided, you know what? We have chosen a direction we want our life to go. And we have chosen a direction we want our home to go. My open prayer for each and every one of us is that during this time, we would be so intentional about our life and we would be so intentional about our homes. Next week is Easter. And man, my hope and prayer for you is that it's not just another online Sunday, but that it's still Easter, that you get to make intentional moments. You get to get creative and to say, you know what? This is how I want my house to be. This is how I want people to feel. This is how I want people to to behave. And I just think when we do that, it changes the game. Can I pray for you? Lord, I thank you so much for each and every person watching this message. God, I pray that we would take time with our family, time with ourselves, and get so very intentional that we would jot down some things about the direction that we want our life to go, the direction that we want our home to go. And God, I, I pray that you would interrupt everything that, that has our attention right now, that you would be the, the focus of our attention as we prepare for a celebration of your resurrection. God, I pray that you would get the most of our attention and trust that you have the rest of our days in the palm of your hand. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.